This is the business of sports. Should Major League Baseball shorten up the season? How do we present football to the audience of the future? I don't think that most players understand the power that they have. Michael Barr. The future of IndyCar racing is looking bright. Scott Soshnick. Very basic math here. More bidders means more money. Evan Novi williams The team value has essentially quadrupled. And the leaders in the sports industry. Time to bring in our guest, Hal Steinbrenner. National Hockey League Commissioner Gary Bettman. Atlanta Braves President Derek Schiller. Patriots President Jonathan Kraft. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Michael Barr. I'm Evan Novi williams A late and slow Evan Novi williams I'm Scott Soshnick. <laughs> Welcome to a special Labor Day edition of Business of Sports. Over the next hour, we will explore the big money issues in that world. Oh, man, we got a lot to talk about. And by the way, happy Labor Day, everybody. You're listening uh, by the barbecue, yeah. in the car, on the plane, on the beach. Sandwiches. I'll be at a glacier lake in, in Idaho. And Very exciting. Like, yeah, glacier I, I, lake in Idaho? And wait, like, wait, yeah, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, back up for <laughs> yeah, a second. Yeah, I was like, bar, that was like where, something. Where are you going, man? Uh, heading up to Idaho, uh, up to Boise for a week. And Set then it properly. down to Tahoe for a wedding. Evan's going to yeah. wind wow. up. Well, he's going to be doing the show one day remote. From Boise because he just he, wa- he wants to put the flannel on get his a- he has an axe like a what custom handle axe yeah, Swedish axe uh, yeah. yeah that's the life he wants I thought you were just doing a shout out <laughs> no 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 that's, what are that's you doing Bar? Uh, I am going to the uh, True Value in Milford because I have to do some yard work at the on Milford Labor Day. Plaza they'll be open you know oh my God what what work your yard work you said I'll do some yard work why don't you come to my house and do it I mean I'll do it with you but like you know you can help me out. Yeah, I'm a new suburbanite. I'm not all that knowledgeable yet in what's got to go and what stays. Uh, we got a lot, again a lot to talk about, and let's start with the National Football League. A lot of candles on the NFL cake. You start. You could start a big fire, man, if you're not careful with that. One hundred candles. One hundred, and we're gonna have a little something next week. I cannot say what it is yet, NFL related, but I just got off the phone. With one Roger Goodell. Ooh. Um, I think something fans will really enjoy. Um, let's just say the game experience is in for an upgrade. That's, oh, all, see, I, that's all I can say. Now that's a At tease. this point, that's all I can say. But Roger's excited. Yeah, I'll tell you, in talking to Roger, I mean, he's been there so long. Let's not forget Roger started as an intern. I mean, he has really seen, seen this change and things that sometimes from the outside – seem big and oh this massive sea change in in the business of football and then he kind of jerks you back he's like scott i gotta tell you like we've been dealing with this for 30 years <laughs> you know sure. so it's 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 a little different when you're on the inside versus obviously when you're when you're just uh, purveyors of the sport but on the business side it's sort of this constant churn you know, that that's the constant that nothing stays the same but that 32 group of owners a whole lot of power, and that's it's kind of like the Constitution. They can change whatever they want. If there's <laughs> enough of them that feel a certain way, all they have to do is change the rules. And financially, uh, in a pretty good place right now. You know, there are a lot of you know there there's a lot of critics out there of the NFL. I think you know some of their points are, are certainly valid, but financially, uh, the the thing keeps humming along. Fifteen billion dollars in revenue last year. Roger has a fairly well-publicized target of getting to $25 billion by 2027. Team valuation seems to, seems to be it going would up. It seem perhaps a little bit of a stretch when it was said, but now you look at it and you look at the new TV deals when they're up in 2022 and you say, wait a minute. When you hear, Eben, 
I mean, you and I speak to a lot of TV executives and mm-hmm. OTT executives now, and all they say is, boy, the NFL is just so darn important. It's transformative. It's a transformative property. Way back when, what it did for Fox, you get the feeling like it's still that important. I keep thinking about I, what I believe Eric Shank said to you a couple months ago, yep. right? The yep. moment that he renews his NFL contract, if I had just the number signed, one thing yep. on his mind is getting the next renewal yeah, of the NFL contract. I think it was if I, had signed, if I had just signed a 10-year renewal of the NFL, the thing foremost on my mind would be renewing after that. <laughs> but amazing. see, I got to jump in because you say TV deal. I always think of like an old Zenith that I've got. TV means we're talking everything from streaming, so many things that we're talking about. Uh, it, it's mind-boggling. Yeah, I mean, you and I have kids. I've been not yet, but it's all about the tablet and the phone. I mean, everything is surrounding that experience. And, and that's not only at home, where you have second and third screen experience, and now, of course, we have fantasy, and you've got sports betting, where you're looking at so much more. You want stats, you want highlights. You want to know what's going on in all the other cities. You want to know how your fantasy team is doing. You want to know how your buddy's team is doing. You need to track all that but also the in-stadium experience. There's that constant battle between the fans at home, which is where you can scale, but nobody wants to play in front of empty stadiums. I mean, it's just that doesn't make for a I don't think problem. the NFL has that problem, though. No, but... But baseball uh, but, uh, but The NFL's you know, problem it, isn't it, as bad as baseball, right. but it's there. Yeah, there it's, are, there well, are, there are some Rams there. fans that need to show well, up. But, yeah. how, but how many times have you heard it, Barr, and you've probably uttered it yourself? Let's keep in mind, by the way, that not everybody lives near a stadium. A vast majority of the country does not live near an NFL stadium. Mm-hmm. But how many times have you heard it? I don't want to deal with the ingress and egress. It's so expensive to park. The food is expensive. The bathroom lines stink. It's just easier to stay at home. We have a lot to talk about. We've been talking about the NFL, and there are more subjects in the NFL. Of course, we've had the surprise retirement of Andrew Luck. Uh, and I can't blame the guy. I mean, it, you know, so much pain. We'll get to it. Through. We'll get to it. We're going to get to that. We're going to get, get to, to it. But there was another guy who had to retire early, and his name was Terrell Davis, who was a running back for Denver. And now he is starting a new company, and it involves CBD. And I had a chance to talk with him on the phone about that. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, our company's called Defy, and we are launching a performance. Um, it's a drink, but it's a health and wellness company. And we start off with our performance line of drinks. And it's really designed to help uh, help you perform, uh, maintain, rest, and recover. And so we've uh, we've been doing that since May. We uh, have three flavors. We have an orange mango. We've got a mixed berry and a lemonade. And um, our products are designed to, to really help you perform. And, uh, you know, we have, uh, it's, it's, uh, we have electrolytes in our, our drink. We have... Uh, B vitamins, we have uh, um, things that help you recover. And the most important thing that we have is we have a uh, high-performance CBD that has zero THC in it, which is a, um, there's the main ingredient that kind of make you, you know, it's the psychoactive part of it that we removed. You played for a number of years in the National Football League. If you had something like this back then, how long could your career extend? Yeah, I'd like to think for a long time. You know, as, as a professional player, we're always in tune with our bodies and, you know, peak performance. We're always chasing that. You know, how do you get the body to perform at the highest level? And it's all always about recovering and trying to get back in, into feeling your best every single Sunday or Monday or whatever day you play on. And so, you know, when I was playing, there were many weeks and 
and days where I didn't recover as fast as I would have liked. And, you know, CBD and, and its properties in terms of uh, pain management, uh, working with inflammation, allowing you to recover and rest were things that an athlete who's trying to be at the highest level needs. And so I would like to think that if I if this was available to me then, that I would have played a lot longer because injuries forced me out of the game. Why has the NFL not allowed CBD? I mean, I get the the THC part, but CBD, that's something different altogether, and it seems like that would help athletes uh, manage the pain. Why do you think the NFL has not allowed that? Well, to this point, I think what they're doing, and, I, and I've spoken to them, it's, it's, just, it's a process for them. And the process is that they have to do, they have to, you know, they have to look at it and do studies um, on, you know, on the product to make sure that it has the efficacies of it, um, you know, to see if there's any side effects. And so they want to do their own studies to make sure that when they say, okay, the thumbs up or green light, that they can stand by, the, you know, the product uh, or the ingredients. And so that's where they are now. It's going to be a process. They're not saying no. They're not saying they're not looking at it because they are looking at it. They're just doing their research and their homework before they're able to say it. Because before, you know, it, it was lumped into the same category as the other uh, substances. And so, you know, it's, it just, it's just a matter of time before, uh, you know, the leagues. I'm, I'm saying all leagues are going to accept it at some point. But I think they're all have to, they all have to do their homework. You know, we partnered with the, with IndyCar and um, had to go through a very, very uh, – detailed and um, thorough kind of, uh, you know, I guess, process to make sure that we were we were legit. Former Denver running back Terrell Davis, Terrell Davis, and you heard that last part of his company, Defy, that they've also teamed up not only with tennis stars, but also with IndyCar. And IndyCar is not going to let their driver go on a racetrack with a product that they think is going to make people high CBD uh, has, from what Mr. Davis was saying and many others, has a lot of benefits, maybe something that Andrew Luck could have used, maybe something now that Gronk is going to use because he has his own CBD venture. Yeah, I'm going to give you an anecdote. One of the best anecdotes I ever had, and it ties into Terrell Davis because it was a Denver Broncos Super Bowl. I can't remember which ones are which anymore. I mean, I covered so many of them. They all just kind of run together. But uh, remember Mark Schlereth? Yeah, so I was talking to Mark Schlereth at, at, when he was with the Broncos at one of these Super Bowls, and he told me that he has the very first piece of cartilage he had removed from his wow. knee in a little jar in his locker. He kept it there as sort of like a reminder. And at, by this point, he had had something like 20 knee surgeries. Wow. And I, I think the lead to my story was something like Mark Schlereth likes to say he's got more cartilage in his locker than his knee. Which might be true. It, which might be true and which gives you a glimpse into what it takes to play in the National Football League, the toll it takes on body. But then now what we're hearing more and more is you got to take that next step, the toll it takes on mind. And that's what we've heard from Andrew Luck. Yeah, I think that's the the big thing. And I actually don't think enough people are, are talking about this. If you listen to what Andrew Luck said when he retired, what Gronkowski said uh, recently when he launched his, his company, and he talked about the, the same things that Andrew Luck was saying, you know, physically, Rob Gronkowski can play in the NFL. He said that himself. Physically, he can do it. Mentally, he couldn't get there, right? And, and this is, 
you know, I, we group them together. Rob Gronkowski is one of the, the fun-loving, probably the most football-loving oh, yeah. player that the NFL had, right? The idea that he is talking about being in a dark place, crying at night, you know, not being able to get himself excited for, for, for football, this has to scare the NFL. If I'm a GM, if I'm a coach, if I'm an owner, this idea that future, that current stars, guys in their prime, guys who are going to make another ten, hundred million dollars if they keep playing, are saying, you know what, that's not that's not enough for me to, to keep me playing this game. That must scare them. You you mentioned about Mark Schlereth and uh, another uh, ESPN analyst, but at the time because Mark Schlereth used to be with ESPN at one point, Mike Golick. Uh, he when he played, he said after the end of every season, you know, they would have what they call this, you know, go get cleaned up and you know have the operations that they needed, whatever. And he also mentioned that before every game, they had a, a bowl full Vicodin. of Vicodin. Yeah, sure. And they would just grab the Vicodin yeah. and, and go. Absolutely. And it, Talk it's, to Brett Favre about that. Yeah, it's just amazing. Let me tell you, Barb, we've got a great anecdote also from just a couple of days ago. Uh, I went over to the XFL headquarters to see some friends and some folks, and I brought my son. And so we have a 10-year-old, and he met Oliver Luck. Right. So we had a nice little conversation. Oliver actually like picked them up. He's like, oh, man, you're ready for some collisions kind of deal, right? And then when we left, I'm like, no, 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 he's not. But then I, I said to my son, do you know who that is? And he was like, no, no. Well, I had to say, it's Andrew Luck's father. And then we had this big conversation because his teammates were like, oh, Andrew Luck, he quit, and people don't like him. I'm like, it's a person. You got to see, there's his dad. This is a real person, not just somebody you see on TV. Lots of sports topics to talk about. And let's move on now to Mr. Tony Romo, who now, uh, well, let's say he wants a raise. He wants a big raise. Yes, Mr. He does. Romo wants, and boy, in keeping with his on TV persona, he should probably know already if he's going to get it because he's so good at predicting what's going to happen. Oh, gosh. But oh, I get an old god out of Novi Williams. Give me a break on this score. Groner. So he wants $10 million a year, unprecedented for an analyst. The question is, the calculus has to go on at CBS and at the others. Is he worth it? Is he worth viewers, eyeballs, advertising dollars? Or is the game the game and people are going to tune in no matter who's doing the game? $10 million, that's uh, half of what the G7 countries committed to fighting fire in the Amazon, just yeah. to put that in perspective. Exactly. $10 million is a, is a big number. Trivia question for you guys. What? How many – Tony Romo played for 14 seasons. How many seasons do you think he made total cash over $10 million? I'm going to say one. I'll say two. Uh, four, it looks like. All right. Um, so, you know, this is this is more than he Price made. Price is right. His... I get to play, not you. <laughs> This is more than he made in his final NFL season. It was kind of roughly a little bit more than his annual salary if you average it out for for, for the bulk of the back half of his career. Uh, this is a this is a big this is a big number. Well, you know what I I'm just gonna say it. I'm all for people get your money, get what you can get, get if you if you can get it, get it. And I know people are gonna say, well, he doesn't deserve it or this and that or whatever. But I'm all for it. If someone says, Mr. Barr, here's ten million dollars to go do a newscast. Hell yeah, I'm I'm all in there. Two man. million per cuff. Um, <laughs> was that out loud? Was that out loud? Bob Brent, was that out loud? Sorry. Wow. Spicy. Oh, Colin Tipton, that was fear. Um, so I don't think anybody. I, again, this is business of sport. It's just business. If CBS ultimately decides that Tony Romo brings in viewers 
or enough viewers so that they can charge more and people watch. I, I can only speak for myself. I could not care less who is broadcasting a game. Do I like it if I get one of the folks that I really enjoy watching? Yes. Do I, will I watch the hockey game if it's Doc Emmerich? Yes. Will I watch it if it's anybody else, but it's the same game? Yes. All right, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. Remember when Monday Night Football on ABC and they tried their experiment? With no announcers? Well, not that one. That was the NBC Silent Dennis Miller? That was with Dennis Dennis Miller. Dennis Miller, yeah. What did you think of that? I enjoyed the the, the Dennis Miller. I didn't shut it off because of him. Again, it just, no one, I always have the option. I've got mute buttons. I've got, I've got the hammer. I've got control. The question is, do people tune in because of it? And do, or do they shut it off because of it? I don't think people that, shut that it off. That affects the dollars I'm and with cents you. I don't think people shut it off because of Dennis Miller. In fact, I, I liked it when Dennis Miller was on there. I wish they would have kept it going. But they had, they had thought about bringing Charles Barkley on Monday Night Football as well. Charles told me that years ago when I was visiting him on the TNT I didn't set. Know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I wrote the story way back when. Uh, it's funny, when I went down there, everything was on the record. We agreed that because you wanted sort of the camaraderie, and this is. Everybody knows the show now, but this is just when it was becoming big. Um, so I went down with the understanding that from the moment I step on, everything's on the record, right? And Charles blurted out in a phone call <laughs> something like, oh, yeah, well, you know, they want me on Monday Night Football. And yeah. and so I followed up. He was like, oh, wait. Uh, uh, uh. But, you know, hey, he said, well, I said it. So, you know, we wrote that story. Yeah, they were always looking for ways to, uh, to enhance the broadcast, improve the, the broadcast. But Tony Romo's really good. He's almost revolutionary in the fact that the I have all analysts, all top analysts prepare. But you got the feeling like you were watching somebody in, in Tony Romo who's in the headsets. He knows what's coming. And it's really cool to watch. That's great. I just don't know if it's a dollar value add to the broadcast. Well, I would argue that there may be a little bit more to what Tony Romo brings to CBS than just Good whether Good. unknown NFL player is going to tune in or fan is going to tune in to watch this game or not. You know, he he works very well with Jim Nance, right? He you could easily see him transitioning over and doing some golf with CBS as well. Yep. You know, yeah. if if he yep. is so good that he is winning. Emmy Awards for their coverage of of, of NFL there football. Is there is certainly brand associate. Yeah, you, I mean, you're considered yeah. brand. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, good. This is the discussion we should be having. <laughs> yes. and, and by the way, and a shout out to Jim Nance because I think he does an excellent stuff in the booth. You have to have. See, no, 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 no. Shout out to uh, Jim Nance. You, the you guy's do. like the decorated. All right. No, I'm just saying you have to have a guy who can guide you through the waters. Yes, you have the navigator who is the, the analyst, but you have to have the guy through the water. And and I in saying that, I, when I saw the experiment years ago of NBC, when they did the announcerless game, I didn't like it. Okay. Because, you know, if I wanted to go get a beer or something, whatever, uh, you know, I, I didn't know what was happening in the game. Okay. I'm just saying. Through the waters. Yeah. The muddy waters for Michael Barr. He didn't like it. Lots of topics that we've been talking about. We have more. Let's start again now with the Yes Network and uh, the latest with that. What's going on with that, folks? Latest is everything you heard about it came true. The deal closed. So now the question is the Yankees have the, the dominant share of the ownership, but they're bringing in Sinclair as well as Amazon. And, of course, that's the interesting part of this. We know Sinclair has broadcast heft. 
great, makes perfect sense. But the synergy partner in all this here uh, on the tech side is Amazon. So now we need to look forward and say, what's the strategy here? Baseball is changing uh, with regard to its digital rules. We, we heard that from Steve Rabb. Teams would like more control. What role will Amazon play in all this in a reimagined, a re-envisioned, yes, that will certainly be more than just, and I air quote, just a regional sports network. Yeah, let's actually explain that to listeners who, who aren't familiar exactly with how these rights get broken up. Uh, regional sports net networks like Yes Network, they get linear broadcast rights to the Yankees, right? They, they own those rights. They do not have the digital rights. So if Yes Network wanted to right now put an over-the-top digital offering to let you, if you're not a subscriber to a cable provider, to let you watch Yankee games on your computer or your phone, they can't do that right now. That's not an option. Um, so if baseball, as is expected, changes those rules and lets the Yankees sell those digital rights, suddenly that becomes an option for Yes Network. And by virtue of the fact that they have a 15% stake in the network, that becomes an option for Amazon. So if slash when those rules do change, then suddenly all the options for Amazon from a digital perspective open up. And global distribution. Again, let, let's remember that. This doesn't work for everybody. There, there was this panacea. <laughs> There's no raise global uh, Yeah, yeah exactly. Company. But there was this panacea way back. Everybody thought that the regional sports network was the answer to everybody's financial concerns, woes, whatever you want to call it. And then they tried it in Houston, didn't work out so well. So it's not just sort of one size fits all. This is the answer in all marketplaces. The Cubs are coming out with a regional sports network. With Sinclair, you'd have to think that the Cubs brand, both locally as well as internationally, is strong enough to survive such a thing. The Dodgers did their deal. They bought the team sort of with the full dollars of Time Warner coming in, but they don't have full distribution. So all these years later, there's still plenty of folks in L.A. who can't see the Dodgers, and it doesn't seem to be a perceptible damage to the brand right now, but that's the Dodgers. So this is not for everybody, but the Yankees, what it, you know, Jay-Z puts them in his songs. I, I mm -hmm. make the Yankees more, more, more popular the Yankee than the Yankees. More famous than, more the, famous than the Yankees can. Yeah. I'm not sure that's true, but you can go almost anywhere on the planet these days, Bar, and don't be shocked if you see somebody with a shirt or a hat with the interlocking NY. It would seem to me an RSN would work in a city where you have all four major food groups going. Uh, obviously, Didn't New York. Didn't work in Houston. They try, I mean, it wasn't hockey, but they tried in Houston, and there was some fighting and some lawsuits. They just It's it's about what is it worth? How much are you going to charge your customers? per you know, And people just were not willing to pay. The, the carriers were not willing to pay the asking price. They just didn't see the value. You also don't get the biggest sport in town. You don't get the NFL. You don't get the NFL. Right? Yeah. So, you know, that, that that will probably never happen. I mean, maybe, maybe it will. Uh, but but right SNY, now, there's SNY no... But SNY is the home, the home of the Jets. Of the Jets. You know, so, again, so air quotes, the home of the after Jets. After the Jets game ends, game, post you can game, turn on the, SNY. You can get a little bit more yeah. coverage, right. But you're not going to see the games there. Forget about that. By the way, I got to ask real quick before we move on. Uh, jet season. What do you think? Because I like Sam Darnold. I, I, Le'Veon Bell. I love that. What do you think? Can they make the playoffs? New year? uniforms. That's all, that's pretty much what I know. That's the only thing I don't like. <laughs> I'd like the old football with the Jets in there, and now they went. They kind of went retro back to the 80s 
where they did the Jets. Yeah. You what know. everybody needs to do, if they're serious about being serious in Jets land, what they, every Jets fan and the players and the coaching staff, Jets Nation, gangrene needs to get together and everybody needs to wear the throwback Kevin Arnold jacket. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, I know about, what you're talking you probably, about. If you don't know what I'm talking yeah. about, tough, then go Google the Kevin Arnold Jets jacket. That's what'll happen. Oh, that's that's nice. what will propel the Jets to I greatness like that. once it's like again. A classic starter jacket. Don't make me tell my Weeb Eubank story again. The one that gets edited out of the <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. That never makes it. Every, everybody direct tweet me. Again. Come, come at me privately on children Twitter if you want to know the Weeb Eubank story. Oh, man. Uh, let's talk about college sports, the landscape. Uh, football in college uh, sports, uh, it's going. Uh, and uh, believe it or not, College basketball is what? going to start fairly soon. I was, well, I was walking, <laughs> as you guys know, I was on vacation at, at Atlantis in the Bahamas, and they had the, the posters up everywhere for the you know the challenge they, mm. they put up every year there. Yeah. They say it draws a good crowd. I'm sure it does. They, they say stay away. If you, don't, if you just want to relax, don't come here that weekend because yeah. it's just a in, total influx of people. It's crazy to think that we're talking college basketball, basketball. when college football just finished it, uh, week, week one. Um, but yeah, I mean, if we think about, you know, looking forward to the next six months, eight months, there, there seem to be a lot of changes coming in college sports, um, you know, the, the lawsuits, government looking into it. I, I'm, I'm very interested in this Michael Avenatti lawsuit. I'm surprised that it's not getting more attention. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's oh certainly goodness. not the most reliable of plaintiffs at this point. However, uh, the, the, the limited evidence that has been overturned so far has been fairly compelling. Um, I don't think any real college basketball fan would be shocked to learn that, you know, sports t- the, the sports brands and schools and coaches, high-profile names, you know, like Zion Williamson, DeAndre Ayton, that they may be involved in, in these illicit payments. Couldn't care less if they took money. Could not care less. The, the problem, I, I think, I agree with you personally, and I think most fans do, but the NCAA has to care. Of course. And either they when all this settles, either they come down hard and enforce their rules, which I think will which kind of expose do on the, the problem sure. with, with where they are, or they admit that, you know, that the structure we have right now, you know, isn't sustainable. It's not even real. It's more of a mirage than anything. And, and, and they have to accept change. So either way, I'm fascinated to see when the dust settles on all this, where the NCAA comes out. You know what I'm excited for? Hold yes. on. Go ahead, Barb. I'm excited to see what you were going to say. No, I was just going to say is that I kind of agree with you guys is that I remember. I want to change them. There was. <laughs> <laughs> Can I change whatever he's about to I say? Wanna, I, I want to change my vote. I want to change my vote here. No, I mean, I remember years ago when EA Sports and NCAA basketball and the video game came out and they had the likeness of some of the star athletes out there. And that was a big bugaboo about what was going on. Yeah, and they tried to say, I believe it was. Uh, Help me. Jay Billis, like, would consistently yeah. point out the hypocrisy on the, the NCA website shop where it had the, oh. the guy's football jersey name and numbers. Yeah, we're not telling anybody yeah, in particular. Then they, then they took the names then off. They took the but names if you off. search the name, you'd still get the jersey. Right. So then they yeah. took that off. It's still, I mean, you, you, you go to the shop and you see the number on the jersey is the number of the star player right now. You know, that that, that doesn't change. Well, I already said I, my side business, if I was in college, and Michael, I, I, I assume Michael Rubin would love this idea, and Kevin Plank because, you know, they were all about the college sports stuff. I, I would have a, a iron-on business right outside the campus bookstore. You, know, you want to buy a plain jersey, just a jersey, no names and numbers, then you step outside to me, 
What name and number you want? Oh. <laughs> I'm right on, right outside yeah. the book. Tag of Iloa. That's exactly right. I wish right. you guys could have seen the look on Scott's face. Like, what number do you want? What now, just imagine that. <laughs> I frankly, I think you already, you kind of know. Except like the only one that like Texas A&M, you'd have to bring a twelve. But you'd know what number you need in every camp. There's only one or two guys that people want. So it's just you don't. But in the college sports world, I mean, you know what? I'm excited to keep like mm. following and see what. Shakes out the Pac-12 media set. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Then you're kind of gonna get a sense of who is valuing this stuff and and why, because you're gonna get private equity involved here. And where do they see the money going? I think you're gonna get a good read on what smart money thinks is going to happen. Is there a more controversial? figure in college sports right now than Larry, Larry Scott, Scott former guest of the podcast. We love Larry Scott. In the Friend next, of the show. Friend of the show. In the next year or two is either going to prove to be the smartest, the guy, smartest in the room. guy in the room or he's going to lose or his he's job, have no I would job. imagine. Right. Yeah, yes. and you're right. I think that you're right. that As we you know, as we have private equity circling, the possibility of investing with, with the Pac-12. We should say that they're, they're, they're selling part of their, like a new media company mm-hmm. that they're creating because they do the Pac-12 – has all of its rights come due, and they control everything. Exactly. So unlike the ACC, which just launched ACC Network with ESPN. Owned by ESPN, yeah. Big Ten has a deal with Fox, SEC with ESPN. Pac-12 has all of that together in one entity. And yeah, we're gonna. it's, it's going to be put up or shut up time pretty quickly for the Pac-12. They're struggling on the court and on the field. They're at a financial teams did disadvantage not have a to the other major week. conferences. And Larry was out there saying recently, like, hey, we don't hire the coaches. We don't do the scheduling. That's fine. But that doesn't address the fact that your member institutions take in less money than the other dominant programs. Real quick, uh, sports betting, uh, how is it going? I know it's going well because it's in Pennsylvania. And every time I make a bet, uh, the team all of a sudden has an upset and they lose. So I know that they're doing very well with this is going on. Washington losing against the Baltimore Orioles. That shouldn't have happened. Sorry. I'm Sports just, fans out the there. Betting uh, baseball? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Tweet well, the picks you want Barr to bet on so that your team can win. Yeah, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I would absolutely go the other way. Like You I, should be a tout just by just pick, pick it and let everybody go the other way. You know what? I, I walked in the, the den uh, uh, when the San Francisco game was playing, uh, and uh, it was just when San Francisco was uh, looked like they had fumbled the ball, and Linda – my beautiful wife said, you're a jinx. Get out. <laughs> and it's like, well, and they lost, I should say. But, you know, what can I do? You know, I think sports betting is going well. Strong. Hey, anyway, thank you all for joining us. You've been listening to a special Labor Day edition of Bloomberg Business of Sports. We're here each and every week for you at the same time. Plus, online is an Apple podcast. You can catch that Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. I'm Michael Barr on Twitter at Dick Barr Sports. I'm Evan Novi Williams at Novi underscore Williams. And I'm Scott Soshnick. You can follow me on Twitter at Soshnick. Thanks for joining us. Please tune in next week when we once again speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business industry. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports and Bloomberg Radio around the world.